Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, Scope, time for a regular Mm. segment here. Uh, We'll call it Level Up with Scope and Willie. So you do the Levels podcast each week with uh, with yourself and Willie Mason. This is where we're going to play a clip from the show uh, and then we'll discuss off the back of it. So this week you were talking about uh, international eligibility or players opting out yep. potentially. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the different uh, uh, variables that come into now uh, representing your country compared to when Willie played back in the early 2000s. All right, let's have a listen. The amount of people that pulled out of kangaroo tools, they just didn't. I think there's a difference now. I think the strength of the international game has got yeah. stronger now with Samoa Tonga. No, I don't want to discredit the OGs from the Kiwis because I think they and, and English, but I think they they, they were the only, only two three, teams. No, I'm telling you now, there was three teams: New and, Zealand, England, and, and Australia. That was it. Australia would back themselves to beat New Zealand eight times out of ten. Yeah. If you've played ten games in a row. You probably would have won eight yeah, or nine of those. Yeah. So, like the strength of your Australian team compared to even the New Zealand teams that at the time, yeah, were unstoppable. You were like so much stronger. Where now, I think it's a genuine competition. Yeah, and the teams are Australia will still be favourites. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But when you look at we're about to get to the New Zealand team, it's a yeah. good New Zealand team. It's a really good Samoan yeah. team compared to yesteryear and even you know the Tongas and the Fijis and and the uh, Papua New Guineas that are going to be playing. Yeah. In, uh, it's the week in, week out, week in, week out grind yeah. for these players. We, we had well. it, right? It was yeah. f***ing hard. Don't say the NRL wasn't hard in that era. It yeah. was hard. It was a different hard but. Yeah. It wasn't stressful. Yeah. Right? I look at this, some of these kids coming in the train. It's like, you know, someone's dragging you in there. It Did doesn't you... look fun. It doesn't look as fun. Like, we know Mr. Kangaroo Tour because it was the funnest thing of all time. Yeah. It went for like 10 weeks, 12 weeks, and we were away, and it was so much fun because society was fun. Yeah, a couple of key points there coming uh, off, you know, off the back of that clip. What Mason's alluding to now, the professionalism of what the players, the week-in, week-out grind, the social media pressure uh, that the players now have to go to compared to what was what Mason, his era, went through before playing for Australia at the end of the year. So He would have been cooked with social media. Oh. <laughs> well, he either would – he would definitely would have been a star and been able to monetize off it, just oh, like some yeah. of the uh, – like if you look at players now, there's there's so many positives and, and benefits to it, right? You can mm. create your own brand, um, Mace you know, was sell merch off super it. Super polarizing mid career though. He used to come out and say some wild stuff like mid career. Well, Mace was one of the OGs um, when they were going through the disputes with the NRL about the CBA, yeah. about striking origin. So, oh yeah, when when the few of the players, senior players, were talking behind closed doors about you know what you know what sort of uh, Actions should we look at taking? Mace has come out and said, you know, like he, he, he says it nonchalantly, like having a conversation with a journalist. But then the headlines, it's different. Oh, yeah, Back yeah, in those yeah. days, you couldn't rectify it by going on a podcast or, or going on social media yeah. and going, no, no, like that's mm. last resort. So, um, yeah, like times are different now. They're under a lot more pressure. I really do think the game's so much more strenuous. Um, the pre-seasons are so much harder. They get fitter and stronger. And by the end of the season, unless you're 100%, um, I think a lot more of these players, as the years go on, maybe uh, pending a World Cup year, 
I think I think still a lot of players will get excited and and yep. want to represent their country in a World Cup. Um, but but as for these um, Pacific Championships that we've got uh, at the end of the year, I think you'll see more and more players sort of put club first, put their health first, try to recover the best they can to take on a new season. Um, and the and the one that stands out the most for for my country in New Zealand is Sean Johnson. Off the back of the season that he had, yeah, uh, he was outstanding for the Warriors, uh, close to Dalian Player of the Year. And he's only got two years left. He hasn't won a competition before. Yeah. So he's got to be smart and, and realize, all right. Is he going to play for the Kiwis? He's turned it down. He's turned down <sighs> playing for the Kiwis. And um, we yeah. don't know the out and out, like full yeah. reasons of it. But yeah, you'd yeah. like to think, and I think a lot of people um, would understand his reasoning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you haven't won a grand final, you've got a couple of years left, you're coming off career best year at 33, the best thing for you to do is recover, mm. have another really big preseason. Uh, get back and get back with the group group of boys and, and lead from the front. You and Mace were talking to me this morning about the difference in pay mm. at the moment. So they've kind of – they've leveled the playing field a bit for yep. international payments. Yeah, so that's another big part. And, then, and this will – again, this is probably like 50-50 rest recovery and then I think this as well. So if you look back on the days, the, the early 2000s, the, the top-tier players uh, were on – this is post-Super League where they, they got a really, really yeah. big jump during Super League. And then after that Super League war finished, around the 2000s, I'd say the top-tier players were on anywhere between about 250 to maybe 500, 600,000, the yeah. top-tier players, depending yeah. on who, who they were. So if you're – just say your salary is you – know, just say 500,000, for yeah. example. Yeah. And you play maybe three to four Origins – uh, three origins and then maybe three to four tests at the end of the year. You can almost because they were the match payments back in those days were like twenty to thirty k. Yeah. So there's a lot of incentive. So ninety k for origin. Ninety k origin. And let's say you play another. Three, Just say three. Four tests. Just say ninety ninety. So there yeah. you go. One eighty. Another one eighty. Yeah. On your. So you're going from five hundred to six eighty. It's a big jump. It's almost it's almost half of your yearly salary, right? To play rep yeah. footy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about thirty percent on top of um, what you're already getting. So that's a massive incentive to not only play rep footy, but mm. if you're a Pacific Islander descent mm. and you're not getting like those guys back in those days, they weren't getting anything. They were getting yeah. an allowance for the week that they spent in camp uh, and they weren't getting much. So that would have been for Samoa, Samoa Tonga, Fiji, Tonga. This is World yeah. Cups and everything. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like yeah. the the incentive for a Pacific Islander player to play for Australia was so much Huge. more. Yeah. Now the match payments, I believe, have come down to 3000 per game. Yeah. From so that's ten percent of what they were, yeah. And these players are now on close to top tier players, seven fifty yeah. to one point two five. So it went from like say a say a Darren Lockyer on five hundred k, getting ninety k at the end of the year to play for Australia, which is a big chunk of massive. His. Now you've got say a Nathan Cleary on one point two one point three million getting 9000 $9, dollars. Mm. So it's a it's a drop in the ocean. So it really money doesn't factor into it at all now. It's, it's no real incentive monetarily. So then again, it goes back to what I was saying before. You want like there is a massive incentive in that you're wearing the green and gold jersey. You're wearing the black and white jersey. And and yeah. when you start when you go back and you start comparing your greatness, yeah, uh, this will factor in as well. Like how many tests did you play? How many yeah. origins did you play? Yeah. When you're putting Nathan Cleary up against Jonathan Thurston, Andrew Johns, Cooper Cronk, mm. you know, like. If Cooper Cronk's probably the most dominant club player of all time, and then he even had so many representative jerseys, so when you start looking at the argument for the greats, 
that's how you can start to measure them yeah. against each other. Yeah. So that plays a, f- a factor. But um, apart from that, like if you're not 100% fit, like it, uh, financially there's there's not that much more incentive than, a, than there was in the past. And I think um, even Tonga are getting a pretty good match payment uh, to go over to England and play in that series. So It's interesting. So we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the centres for Australia and I was struggling to come up with centres. So I was thinking maybe like Tedesco's or Ponga's even because um, I was thinking Katoni previously played for Tonga, Stephen Crichton played for Samoa, so they're out. Katoni has chosen to come back and play for Australia. Yep. What would be the thought process for a Katoni? So like, let's say I'm sure Mal would have rung Stephen Crichton as well. After that grand final and said, Stephen, we want you for Australia. He would have run Katoni. Katoni, we want you for Australia. He may have only run Katoni after Stephen Crichton turned it down. Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. What would what would go through their minds in choosing Tonga, Samoa, Australia? You know, and both have played for New South Wales. What what do you think would be the the conundrum for them in choosing their international team? Um, well, I'll put myself in Katoni's shoes just for this. And, and yep. this is just my, my opinion on it. I reckon the conversation would have been potentially with Mel is like, you've represented Tonga already and you've yep. worn that Jersey. Yep. Um, you've got, you're eligible to represent Australia and not saying that you'll never make it again, but you might not get as good opportunity to represent your country as you do right now. Yep. Tom Travojevic season ending injury. If he's fully fit, I dare say he's the right center. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, um, it tweaked his calf this year and then hurt his thumb at the back end of the season. I dare say if he's fully fit, he's the left center. Yeah. Right. And then you go through a list of other players, um, like Val Holmes who had the off field incident, Mm. um, Josh Adokar, he had a, a, the Curry knockout incident. There are players that are now not playing this year where you might look back and, you know, two years down the road, there was an opportunity to play for Australia and wear that Jersey and represent, you know, a part of yourself. That's really important. Mm. Like, and then later on, you can still go back to Tonga. So I dare say maybe that's the way because my mail was that Katoni was going to represent Tonga. Yeah. So maybe that's what that's what I'd heard as well. Yeah. So, I was so like, well, Katoni and and Steve Crichton both gone. So for like a Steve Crichton, he's saying, at no point in my career do I want to play for Australia, basically, because it'd be similar for him, right? Yeah. Like, this he would have been one of the he would have probably would have been the first centre picked. Yep, on based off this year, yeah. um, what he's been able to do, not only for Penrith Panthers, but even uh, his performance for Samoa in the World Cup last year was outstanding. He was clutch. He's one of the most clutch players of, if you look back on big moments mm. of um, yeah, NRL and even the World Cup last year. And not, Origin. Not he had many, a couple of big plays in he Origin. He was unreal in Origin yeah. as well. Um, you know, If he goes on and scores that try and DC doesn't chase him down, He's he's a legend at every single level. Like yeah. he still played really good for New South Wales. And he was one yeah. of New South Wales' best. Um, but yeah, Stephen Crichton's is as clutch as they come, and he probably would have been first choice. All right, uh, later on the show we've got week in review, and we're going to have Andy Raymond to chat uh, boxing. We've got the what's it called? The Battle of the Reef. Battle on the Reef. Battle on the Battle Reef. On yeah. the Stand Sport tonight. Yeah, nice. So first boxing contest held in the water. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. I think it's on a <laughs> uh, pontoon. Like a hell in a cell, but on a pontoon. Yeah, no. Nice. Is it I really? Like it. Nah. No, you got me. You got me. All right, you're on the Mowers Club. <laughs>